This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. For you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. We got a bye week this week. Jared, you feeling pretty good about this. I don't know about you, but we might be able to win. <laughs> I bet we don't throw for 100 yards. Oh, shucks. You went there. Uh, I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's all right. Um, Thanks for being the Debbie Downer on the bye week. Yeah. What the heck, wah, dude? That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. Uh, I know, I love it. Uh, but, hey, there there are some things to look forward to in this bye week. I mean, in my mind, injuries are kind of starting to rack up. Uh, this could be a really big week to get some of these guys uh, back healthy. Uh, I was thinking about a couple of them from last week, you know, Keontae Scott and uh, Damari Austin. Uh, you could tell, you know, if, if Damari Austin was healthy, I think we would have kept going even more to the run game. Uh, if we had had another healthy guy in the backfield. So I'm already starting to think of some some players that I think injuries and healing up are going to be a big thing this week. Any other kind of you know things that you'll be looking for in this bye week for Auburn now that we, you know, after really some, some tough games uh, have, have finally gotten to a point where we get to take a breather, almost do a reset. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the we, nobody wants to talk about this. We just want to win ball games. But I mean, a large majority of our team were transfer ins. Or a large majority of our coaching staff was new. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to mesh, right? I mean, yep. I, I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that, right? But uh, this is an additional week to to literally uh, fit, you know work on a game plan for two weeks. So you get to absolutely work on exactly what you're going to do down in Baton Rouge for two weeks versus having to rush it and get it in within a week. So I think that's going to be huge. I think the time together with the new players will be huge. Um, healing will be big. You know, I would definitely go back and figure out, okay, what pass play, what does Thorne mm-hmm. read very well? Thorne can throw the ball. Thorne, yeah. Thorne can make almost all the throws. What is he – what is he and the receivers? What plays are they reading correctly together? And let's let's fine tune those because you know he in the game against Georgia, I think it was the last drive. He throws what I thought would have been a beautiful back shoulder throw, and Mardner is running full speed down the field, just running a go route. <laughs> He's running a go route. Yeah. And so who's wrong there? I, my guess I, is Thorne. I, I saw play more. I, I saw Thorne do like a little uh, – because every quarterback and wide receiver has like a hot route sign, you know, tap the right ear uh, to do this or whatever. You know, it's a little signal right. uh, to do something. And I saw him do something looking straight at him. Okay. And I, I think I think <laughs> unless the wide receiver just missed the call, but <laughs> I think there was something there. That solidifies it then. To me – Thorne is a smart quarterback. Thorne has looked way more comfortable at Michigan State from what everybody that watches his film. So I think, listen, Thorne is not Cam Newton, but Thorne can play the quarterback position. And I think Martiner's missed some time. I think he had some injuries. Yep. Uh, uh, that's probably more coaching as to why was he the option there on your final drive, right? Um, why don't you have somebody else? But he threw that back shoulder to Malcolm Johnson Jr. 
Right. Beautiful pat beautiful pass. He threw a nice fade route to Fairweather. Um, you know, there were a lot of I think there's some things that we can be like, all right, this can work. Focus on this, make it better. Mm-hmm. Love the swing routes out of the backfield to Batie and Jarquez. We had not been seeing that. So, anyways, I, I'm rambling, but at the end of the day, you go back, you look at what has worked. Obviously, you got to be a little different, add a few more plays, but that is like, don't overthink this. Just yeah. go out there, run the plays that work. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think we win in Baton Rouge, but I've watched two of their, <laughs> their last two games. They can't stop anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they gave up almost 800 yards of offense to Ole Miss. I know Ole Miss is good, but you're giving up 800 yards of offense should never happen. Yeah. That that much offense is just insane. I mean, that that gives me encouragement that Auburn can come out and and score some points against LSU next week. But that we we've also seen LSU can pull it up a lot. They can put oh, LSU up. is yeah they're very good on offense. So like you got to you know punch for punch, throw for throw, go with them. And I don't think Auburn necessarily is there yet. Uh, at least to hang with a team like LSU, unless we slow the game down a lot and end up running the ball, which I think, you know, obviously that's a strength of ours. Uh, you know, that, that's the kind of things that I, I, if I was a coaching staff or the players, you know, you're focusing on what are we doing with the passing game that's working well and how can we, you know, in, the, in our next game against LSU next week, figure out how to pass against LSU and build upon that to, you know, then came after against Ole Miss and so on. And you got to have more than 100 yards passing because if we continue having less than 100 yards passing, guess what? Teams are going to start figuring out how to stop us on in the run. And then what do we got? We're going to have a 200-yard total offense game or less, which we did against Cal. And you're thinking, that, that's, that was a miserable game even though we want it, but that's the kind of reality of having needing to have a, a balanced offense that can pass and run. You got to have both. And I think the off week is a perfect time to get that in sync. I think it's gotten better, but we still need way more improvements um, to get to where we need to even have like a seven or eight win season. Uh, you got to have the passing game kind of involved with, with uh, what you end up doing. Let's go into our players to watch for uh, the bye week, and and I was I was kind of jokingly saying, well, are there players to watch? And sure enough, as soon as I said that, I started thinking of some offense for me. Demari Austin, we got to get him back healthy. Uh, he he's just another body that is really good in the running back room. Until he got injured, he was our obvious number two guy right behind Jarquez Hunter. So Demari Austin is my guy on offense. Jared, on offense, anybody that or any groups that you're interested in watching, uh, maybe some storylines over this bye week. Um, you know, Damari's really all you can keep up with is health, I guess, and how they're looking in practice. So, uh, you know, Damari is is an interesting one. Will he be back for the LSU game? Um, I don't know. That that's our most stacked position, I would say. So, you know, I don't think it's a have to have him back, but you sure would. I mean, he's, he's you know, he, he played some last year, so you don't want to lose that. That's a little bit of a leadership. He's also just a leader on the team. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say, you know, probably him. I guess we could say Malcolm Johnson Jr. because he left that game. We don't know yeah. what happened there, right? Yeah. I mean, I, he hasn't contributed much, but at the end of the day, 
we're not real deep at receiver as to who goes and makes plays. So I, you know, we probably want to figure out what's going on with him too. So I'd say we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. I I kind of honestly thought a little bit about that because, you know, it was a good throw at him. I think the ball was punched out and that was the play he got injured on or something. And you're just thinking, man, I hope he comes out. He's okay with, um, because man, he, he's another threat in the wide receiver room. And at this point we, we need any threats, uh, in the wide receiver room. Uh, on defense, Jared, who are you going to be watching uh, for Auburn in this bye week? Um, I don't know that I really have anybody to watch. I think I think we failed to compliment this guy enough in the review, though, so I'm just going to throw it out now since you're giving me the floor. Go uh, for it. Jalen Simpson. I mean, I, I think <sighs> yeah. that I, – I, did I see where he's already tied the Auburn interception record and we're only like five games in? Yeah. I mean, well, he, he's probably he's probably on up there he's already had four yeah i think he he at least tied one of our like well-known you know dbs that went on to play pro ball i saw something along those lines so that guy because look he's not making fluke interceptions i mean he went that one he made against georgia was amazing i mean he yeah literally went and just took the ball away from the guy it's not like fluke like oh it's in the air somebody else popped it up no he's making the play happen yeah and we saw – I think he had to go to safety last year out of necessity, and he, it, you, he, you saw him shine, and that has continued this year. And that guy is playing lights out, and we did not mention him specifically in the review. So I'm there. I took my I took my bye week to uh, to go ahead and compliment Jalen Simpson. I mean, Jalen's awesome. I mean, he, he's probably, besides DJ James, probably one of my favorite uh, secondary players. Uh, and and Jalen right now – is shining just because he's he's seeing the ball sometimes better than wide receivers see the ball. And when that happens, you're going to get some interceptions. And uh, Jalen, of course, got got one again this this last week. And uh, I mean, you got to think at this rate, he's he's going to get six, seven, maybe even more this season. And that would just be incredible. That that's something that I mean, we we kind of pride ourselves a little bit in having a really good defensive back room and this would pretty much solidify that uh, for Jalen Simpson and his just uh, what he's done in Auburn. Um, and plus, let's be honest, all these players are kind of going towards what are, what do I have you know, going into the NFL? I mean, he's a senior. He's, he's showing why he could be an NFL defensive back, and, and he's really good. <laughs> he's just really good. <laughs> so pretty cool there. Um the part that I, I feel like is, is definitely improved was the linebacker play. I mean, Larry Nixon and Eugene Asante stepped up big time uh, this last week. I think, and I'm kind of future looking, I think linebackers are key, but against a team like LSU, we got to get the secondary back healthy. I mean, Puckett is a big one. You got – Obviously, what we had already mentioned, Dalen Simpson. So I'm just going to kind of generally say secondary, but then also looking at the linebackers just to see, yeah, can they keep this up? Because I think the linebackers finally stepped up in a way that I was very proud of what they did. And then special teams, uh, I mean, what other man than Oscar Chapman? I mean, That's I, your man. <laughs> I think he, he was averaging over 51 uh, yards per punt last game and uh man you just got to think he is riding a high right now um 
I mean, and then maybe even Brian Batie kind of thrown in there too. You know, you never know. Just having some extra days to rest up and, you know, he's, he is bound to break one. He is so amazing at kickoff returns that you got to think that this extra little week, us watching or him watching some extra LSU special teams, we figure something out and set something up for him uh, to take one back. So I, I guess it's kind of both Oscar Chapman and Brian Batie. So Jared, who are you going to be watching on the special teams for Auburn? Um, Man, I just really don't. I mean, the way LSU is not stopping anybody, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of punting in this game. Um, I know we're talking about the bye week, but just prepping for LSU. So I'm probably going to go Batie and, you know, just because there's probably going to be a lot of kickoffs. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll stick with him. But I, I am I am loving me some Oscar. I'm wondering, can Oscar catch passes? I mean, like, <laughs> can we – like, I mean, when you punt, I mean, it's not a lot of energy given. You know, maybe he can go out there on offense, too, and he's might have catch some passes. So, may, maybe we'll work on that in the bye week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I was trying to look him up. If he if he ended up doing much when he was uh, in Australia, if he ended up catching – I don't see anything, did, like, right off he, the top, but, like – Did he play rugby? I think so. If it if wasn't did, rugby, I mean, surely he had to go like kit. Yeah, maybe maybe we try him at we we'll, we'll try AJ. I'll try you out. At <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty play, sure I'm I'm quick. You know, Will Hastings is is definitely my do- doppelganger. So <laughs> I may have been out there a few plays. You never know. Did you play? Did you play receiver or did you play DB? I forget. I played mostly DB, but okay. I I did catch a couple times, but okay, not not my thing. I was I was much more like a Jalen Simpson. I didn't have that many interceptions, but yeah, it was still fun. Fun times being a DB. Did you run over and dance with your coach after you like made a play like Simpson does? Uh, I think my coach would have slapped me upside the head if I had done that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm I I I can dance a little bit, but like, nah, I'm not doing that on the sideline. <laughs> not not my style. But I do love it for Jalen. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and and I I recently so for those watching on Twitter, I also tweet um, some of the stuff during games. Get ready, I got a great one coming for you. Uh, next time Jalen Simpson uh, does anything good, I got this great gift. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to hold it in because I'm waiting for the perfect moment for it. It's just too good. It's so good. Uh, I'm excited. I don't it's have so Twitter, good. so you're gonna have to like share it separately. Okay. I will, I will. Um, our final segment here, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Uh, there there were a couple of interesting games that I followed. Um, I want to start out probably with one of the most interesting ones, which you've already talked a little bit about. Ole Miss beating LSU in a shootout. It was ridiculous. There were 104 points in this game. 104 points. And we're talking about SEC football, so that that just felt weird. Where's the defense, guys? Like for real? Like y'all? Where's it at? I know I knew Ole Miss didn't have a good defense, but come on, LSU! Like y'all got some crazy DBs like us. That's just inexcusable. Anyway, a couple of funny storylines from that. Uh, Besides the 1,200 yards, I think maybe even 1,300 yards offense. I lost track honestly. Uh, The towards the I think it was fourth quarter. I don't know if you watched this, Jared, but they started – Ole Miss fans started throwing their beer cans on the field after a really bad call um, that 
I think Ole Miss thought that that cost them the game. And thankfully, it didn't for them. Uh, but it did kind of remind me of, uh, you remember all the mustard, like that mustard bottle that was thrown? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, it just reminds me of that um, ridiculous thing. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought of the same. I thought of the exact same thing. Yep. Um, one other kind of funny thing, and, and you may have seen this, uh, there's this video of this uh, security guard, which, you know, the security guards are down there to kind of stop people from rushing the field. But you're not stopping the student section, any student section for that matter, from rushing the field if they really want to. Uh, and this security guard was like taking out people, but he wasn't doing that great of a job. He was just kind of like shuffling around and like nudging people. And somebody, I saw somebody make a meme out of it that it was like, well, that looked like LSU's defense out there. I was like, <laughs> it legit felt like it. So if you have it, please go find that. Um, it's, it's glorious. Uh, another game, Texas A&M, uh, beat Arkansas and, uh, yeah, I mean, there there's some moments in that game where I was thinking, all right, I I knew Texas A&M was pretty good uh, just after playing them. They've got, they've got the talent. Uh, and I think it's finally for them, I, I was thinking back on this, they had back in 2022 the number one recruiting class. And I think that recruiting class is starting to take off and kind of take Texas A&M to the next level, which they have needed for so long. Now, I still don't think Texas A&M is going to be national champions, but I think they're making the steps in the right direction, which is kind of sad considering I I want Texas A&M to fail and I want them to have to pay that ridiculous buyout for Jimbo Fisher. But, you know, that's the way it is. I have two comments about that. Number one, I I don't like Jimbo either, but I actually think Jimbo is less of a threat. A&M is just a sleeping giant with the money they can spend in NIL. So right. I think I think if you were to bring in like a Lane Kiffin there, it could get real dangerous for everybody mm-hmm. else. So um I actually want to keep Jimbo there. Uh, they are much better than I thought. I will give them credit for that. Um and to comfort Auburn fans, listen, I know it happened to Cal, I know it happened to Georgia. So but um uh Jefferson for Arkansas, who's preseason all SEC, had eighty five yards passing with four minutes to go in that game. So yeah. um maybe our it was not good but that makes you feel a little better about our passing game against A&M. One of the best in the SEC finished for like 130, but he had 85 with four minutes to go. So we've probably played the most difficult. They're the three best defenses in the SEC are probably A&M, Georgia, and Bama. We've already played two of them. So, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are kind of iffy. <laughs> We're about to play the two most iffiest of them all with LSU and Ole Miss. So we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. It did make me feel a little bit better about Auburn's passing struggles, though. I mean, like you said, we we have now faced probably two of the best uh, secondaries in the SEC, maybe even college football. So it makes me feel a little better, but we still got to figure some stuff out on in the passing game. Oh no doubt, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I just want to make a case that sometimes the opponent you're playing matters, and with yeah. KJ Jefferson, who's a pretty good player only having 85 yards with four minutes to go that, you know, that just tells you A&M's got players. Right. Um, one other game in the SEC that I wanted to point out, uh, Kentucky pretty much slaughtered number 22, Florida. And I, I know uh, Florida had 
you know, a pretty good game this season already against, you know, upsetting Tennessee. But outside of the swamp, I don't, I honestly don't know how good Florida is, uh, which, you know, it's kind of like Auburn right now. Yeah. At home, we can go toe to toe against anybody, but then you're kind of looking at Florida and you're like, all right, this, this, their coach is on the hot seat already. And Auburn's just getting going, uh, with a new coach and his staff. So I don't know what to really think of that. Uh, also one other kind of funny thing. Uh, I love kind of the sec or what is it? Uh, you know, sports center, not top 10 where just you do dumb things and players mess up and whatever. One of the most funny ones was, uh, Kentucky was driving down the field and Florida tried to substitute some guys in. They had 13 players on the field and they still couldn't (laughs) stop Kentucky. They had 13 guys on the field guys, like two extra men. Still nothing. Didn't even phase, uh, Kentucky. They still score a touchdown. It's like, come on guys. That's just a come on man kind of moment. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I think all the other games kind of more or less expected. Tennessee beat South Carolina. Alabama beat Mississippi State. Um, just kind of like a normal week in the SEC. Felt like we're kind of getting into, I, I'd consider it closer to a quote-unquote more normal SEC. Kind of what the SEC has been the first four weeks of the season. Felt like it's just kind of weird. <laughs> Teams that were being upset, were I, I would have never expected that. Hey, here we are, and uh, I think some of these teams are starting to settle back in, and uh, it's just going to be the grind throughout the rest of the season. So looking forward to uh, what else this season has to hold, uh, specifically in the SEC. So, Jared, any other final thoughts before you get out of here? Nope, but other than we can't lose this week, so we'll sit back and watch. goodness. I know, right? (laughs) We'll sit back and watch everybody else play, and we'll take a week off. Yeah, I think this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have some family in town. Might do some apple picking. It'll be nice to not be doing a little bit of the stressing before a game, you know, um, or even obviously during the game. Uh, but, hey, one other one other final thing before we get out of here. I was thinking about this, and I've talked to a couple of Georgia fans. Uh, they were really scared. They, they were, like, a few of them were talking about their heart rate was just so much higher because they were legitimately worried about Auburn. And I think when Auburn is a threat to Georgia, everybody's better. Um, so and that's, that's just Georgia so far. So who knows what's to come. I mean, if we have that kind of environment against Bama and the Iron Bowl, which we all know is going to happen because Auburn fans bring it, uh, this could be a really fun uh, kind of rest of the season. Uh, so lots to look forward to despite losing to uh, Georgia this last week. And uh, you know, finally time to go rest up. Five weeks a great time to do that. So, Jared, before we get out of here, how can people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.